0: Hello, this is Andrew Pond, Artistic Director of Eclectic Full Contact Theater. I'd like to welcome you to this special preview episode of Deep Shadows, our upcoming audio drama series, launching March 8th. Joelle Franklin, a senior social worker in Chicago, is fearless, intelligent, and totally committed to her job, but a mess when it comes to romance. She gets drawn into the investigation surrounding the death in suspicious circumstances of a former client, running headlong into systemic racism, classism, and corruption in Cook County. At the same time, she's trying to balance life with Irish émigré girlfriend Siobhan and conflict with both her superiors and her younger brother Michael, a Cook County sheriff. What follows is an interview with Christina Cassano, the director of Deep Shadows, talking about the process, what the challenges were to direct an audio drama during a pandemic, and how this differs from other procedurals that she grew up watching on television. We hope you enjoy. What drew you to the project?
1: Uh, well, I was really interested in this project when when I was presented with, with the script and the breakdown, or uh, the breakdown and the character notes, uh, because I spent a lot of my formative years watching police procedurals, actually like pretty much any kind of procedurals. Cause the sort of like mid aughts and like early 2010s was full of police procedurals and like medical procedurals and like psychic detective procedurals, which is my favorite procedurals, the like detective, um fake psychic detective. Um, So I spent a lot of time with this sort of episodic, like, here is a thing that we're going to solve. And like each episode, you got to solve a thing, but there was like the bigger overarching, like each season, you got to solve a thing. Um, So yeah, I spent a lot of my youth watching those sorts of TV shows. So it was a really interesting uh, approach that I was very familiar with. But to put it from a social worker's perspective uh, is totally different because we don't really get to see that side um, that is really focused on the civil care side of people, you know, Mm -hmm. the like social care side of people. We really see like justice or we see like medical stuff that we need to figure out, stuff like that. We don't really get to see um, sort of the social and like welfare aspects of uh, mysteries. So it was, it was definitely something I was really interested in. I was also really interested in working with, you know, it's—it's. It's, uh, we had um, two writers that were both um, really great. And um, I really enjoyed their perspectives when I had a chance to sit and talk with them about, uh, you know, the, the project that they had written. So yeah, that is why I was interested in this story.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Um, now, is this the first audio drama that you've ever directed? And if so what are the differences between doing this and a live performance? And and if it isn't the first audio drama that you've directed, then how has this process and experience of doing that differed from when you did it before?
1: Sure. Yeah. This is my first audio drama that I've directed. Um, I've worked with um, Whiskey Radio Hour before, Mm -hmm. and that is a live performance that you do in the style of a, you know, a radio drama um, or radio play um so this is the first time I've worked on something that is going to you know that was recorded and that is going to be distributed Mm -hmm. um distributed that was weird
0: (laughs) you've been hanging around Um, with Colette too long
1: yeah I know um but yeah this is the first thing I've worked on that's going to be distributed as a uh podcast audio drama sort of situation um yeah it was you know I both of you have been in rehearsals where I we did the first rehearsal with video on and then I was like I can't keep watching you because Mm -hmm. I am so used to working off of body language Mm -hmm. and facial expressions and how people actually like physically interact with each other that um I couldn't watch them because I knew that that's not what this what the package was going to be once it was actually done people were not actually going to see that so that was definitely a big learning curve for me um because I've done a couple of zoom plays um you know, over the past nine months. Um, Not my favorite thing, but, uh, you know, there is still that element of um, body language that you Mm -hmm. get from that. Mm -hmm. So to me, that was probably the biggest learning curve was like, what do I hear and how do I still tell the story just using that one sense? Um, Which in theater, I feel like you get so many cheats, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like you get to do a lot of like stage magic and you get to do a lot of like other fun stuff and like the way that a person just looks can totally contradict what they're saying and so um taking that out of the equation it's a very different uh for me it was a very different approach Mm -hmm. um to directing just because I'm so used to getting sort of the layers of it besides just the audio layer of it
0: right excellent now this this you you may not have any more answers for this next one because it's pretty much the same thing, which is what challenges did this project, uh, especially being done during the pandemic have for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, a lot of it was the, uh, sort of having to retrain my brain on taking out the body language stuff, but um, I'm totally fine talking about this. I, it has been so hard for me to focus during the pandemic and so honestly, just trying to be creative and, and be able to use that part of my brain in a way that's actually productive has been very difficult over the last nine months. Um, even when I have done Zoom readings, even when I have done, you know, I've done a couple of development things with the plagiarists, like we've been doing internal stuff mm-hmm. and I've done internal stuff with other companies. And it's so hard to like, get your brain to like sit down and look at a thing and sit down and work on a thing. And it was so different once we were actually in the room, in the zoom room, sitting down with the actors and really like, um, doing the thing, you know, it's, it's been so hard to like get my shit together and be like, (laughs) Okay, now we have to sit down and break down the script into beats and we have to do like right. look at this, you know, and so I, I really think that that has been the hardest part. I think that a lot of people that I've talked to that are creative have had a lot of mental health issues during the pandemic and it has affected people's ability to focus um, to such a great extent. You know, so I think that that was honestly the hardest thing about doing this is like because this is, you know, this series is more than just, you know, I've been doing 10 minute plays and I've been doing like scripts that, um, you know, it's like when I've been doing development stuff for the plagiarist, for example, like Mm -hmm. those are scripts we've had for a year, you know, so it's not like the first time I've approached this script. It's not the first time that I've had to think about like, okay, what does this really mean and what is Mm -hmm. this journey that we're on? So yeah, that is definitely, and this is, you know, it was like four hours worth of material, which like, you know, like normally you're looking at 90 minutes of material. So it's just, it was like a lot of material to look at and a lot of material to like process and like, I'll be real. Realism is not always my jam. So like, real, you know, sitting down with real, the last thing I worked on was a memory play with a little bit of magic thrown in. So it's like, different structures like mm-hmm. you know it's it is a different part of your brain you have to work on when you're working on realism so just a lot of a lot of different things happening that are that made it a little bit difficult <laughs>
0: yes 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 so, we've got a lot of things a lot of a lot of things going on all at the same time yeah um well what is your i mean we we talked a little bit about especially as you brought up like zoom theater and everything mm-hmm. like that but what what are your thoughts about the future of this medium this audio drama medium whether it's serialized or just like you know oh here's a 10 minute play like you were you're saying but um what what are your thoughts about the future of audio drama once the pandemic kind of eases up and we're allowed to go back to doing live performances how do you how do you see this sort of is this simply a stopgap, or do you think that this thing has legs
1: oh i definitely think um i think it'll continue i think that um it's interesting. This is going to be a little bit of a tangent. I I think that um, so many people have gotten into like slow ways of doing things. And so I think that people are looking at their habits and looking at like, what do I really need in my life? And like, what am I really interested in? And I think that like different kinds of entertainment are actually um, something that people have discovered or are getting more into in terms of like, you can't just sit and watch Netflix all day, you know? And I think that like going out and taking a walk is like a nice thing that people are like, oh, why wasn't I doing this before, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, and I, you know, I have so many friends that are like really into podcasts. I am not, I will be frank. I'm actually not really super into podcasts. I have like a, a couple of things that I listen to, including Home Cooking with Samin Nasrat, and it just ended, and I'm really sad, but, um, you know, like, I am, it takes something very specific for me to, like, really get into podcasts, and um, there is one, like, narrative uh, podcast that I've been really into, but I think that I would actually be more into, like, narrative podcasts, because I, I do have, I do find it boring to just like sit and listen to people talk for like an hour. I'm like, this is not (laughs) interesting to me, unless apparently, unless it's about food, then I'm like, yes, tell me everything. Hey, (laughs)
0: who who doesn't love, who doesn't love food?
1: Exactly. Um, But, you know, especially in a place like Chicago, I think that, um, with the commuting and with, you know, like so many people commute on mm-hmm. the CTA in normal times, so many people commute on the CTA. I think it gives people the chance to like sit and really not have to um, visually focus on something, if that makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I find, especially right now, I find that looking at things all the time is really exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that that is something that people... Might want to carry out of this, um and there you know I think that there are just different things that people want to carry out of mm-hmm. the pandemic and quarantine and all of that, and um I think just the the diversity of uh types of entertainment will be something that people are interested in moving you know moving throughout time because I mean yeah. like you know radio dramas have been around like forever, yeah since, since the radio has been a thing, so um. Yeah, I think it'll, like theater, you know, it'll it'll, it'll continue on as an art form.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Um, and, and it's good that you talk about the fact of how, how much you like food, because this is the <laughs> most important question of the entire uh-huh. interview. Yes. Just how much sourdough have you baked since March?
1: So actually, I have not uh, made any sourdough. I've not done a sourdough starter because it, it is the thought of having to care for something and, like, measure stuff in and take stuff out and, like, bake things every single day. You have to bake, like, unless you want to just throw out part of your starter, you have to bake something, like, every single day for, like, seven days or longer if your starter takes longer, because some starters take longer. I've done the research, and I was like, no thanks. I'm not going to do this. But I did learn how to bake with yeasted dough, which I'd never done before. So that was actually really fun and interesting and infuriating. Um uh, <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard. There's like, I just got a food scale for an early Christmas present. <laughs> My roommate bought me a food scale so that I could bake bread more accurately because apparently oh. the way I was doing it, um, cause like in the UK they use, you know, grams instead of cups and stuff. Mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. we're stupid and American and we use yeah, like well. feet and inches. And we also like weigh, don't weigh things. We like use volume, which is dumb because <laughs> flour <laughs> settles and does all this stuff. So it changes your recipe. It's so annoying. Um, (laughs) So I've baked, I have baked a lot of of bread during quarantine, just not sourdough.
0: That's excellent. That's excellent. (laughs) Oh, mine is, mine is apparently the only household where no bread was baked. Oh, really? But that's that's okay. Look, there are some, it's chemistry. I'm no good at it. I don't (laughs) like math. I'm staying away from it. You know, I'll eat. Everybody else send send me the bread. Yes. I'm fine. <laughs> well, that is all that is all we have, and I I just want to say once again thank you so much for doing this. This this has been a monumental leap into the unknown for us. Yeah, and uh, I'm I, I appreciate that uh, you were willing to take that leap with us and i really do think uh, i i second everything that dan said and what uh i promised jessica said even though you couldn't tell um is is just just how much we really do appreciate all the time all the talent all the hard work that you put into this it it sounds it sounds even before we start playing with it it it's gonna it sounds amazing i really think this is going to be a great series and i think it's really going to grab people and that's and that is you know down to all of all of you you and the cast and and colette and aaron and we really do appreciate that
1: yeah thank you i'm really i it was really fun i'm really i was really excited with with once we all got in the room and got going i was like this is really great you know
0: well good that's what i wanted to hear (laughs) is that you had fun yes once
1: once we got in the room yeah and we're doing the work it yeah, has I, been really great. And I really, I think this cast is fantastic. And I'm, I'm really glad that Jessica managed to pull in who she pulled in and I'm really yeah. grateful. Um, so yeah. yeah. And I'm really glad I've never worked with y'all before, obviously. Um, yeah. And so yeah. I, I appreciate uh, that you, you took the chance on me for well. something I've also never done before.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to this special preview episode of Deep Shadows. If you'd like to learn more about this or any of our other upcoming audio drama series, check us out at eclectic theatercom If you'd like to support this podcast directly, you can do so at redcircle.com slash shows slash deep dash shadows. Or you can go to patreon.com efct where your monthly pledge gets you exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content and some sweet, sweet merchandise. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you again.